The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At the end of the first round, beginning of the second round, you gotta ask yourself, do I want the upside of 100 targets, or do I want 300 carries? Kevin and I are here to help you out with that. Ding, ding, let's get in the ring. TFA fam here with another draft throwdown for your fantasy football pleasure. Tonight we are throwing down on two guys who are kind of on opposite end of the spectrum as far as running backs go. Uh, Kevin's going to be arguing for Pittsburgh Steeler rookie Najee Harris, and I have my guy for the brand, Austin Eckler. Kev, floor is yours. Why do you want Najee Harris over Sir Austin Eckler? Opportunity. Opportunity is king in fantasy football, right? And he has that in spades. So, listen. One, if, if you want a more in-depth breakdown of either of these guys, we have the player profiles available for both of these guys. But Najee Harris, 6'2", 230 pounds. He had a 30.9 college dominator, 13.4% target share while he was at Alabama. Over 3,800 rushing yards, 46 touchdowns, 80 receptions for 781 receiving yards and 11 receiving touchdowns in his career. His senior year, he had 251 carries, 1,466 rushing yards, 26 touchdowns, which is ridiculous, 43 receptions on 57 targets, 425 receiving yards and four touchdowns. He had a crazy 3.26 yards after contact, a 1.44 yard per outrun, and a 962 yards after contact, and 69 missed tackles forced. Uh, he also had 22 broken tackles on 43 catches his senior year. The, the one issue with him is he does not have possess elite speed. He only had 25 carries in his entire career of 20-plus yards. Um, he he also, you know, there's a case he made that he ran behind an elite offensive line at Alabama. That's not going to be the case with, with Pittsburgh, right? They, they lost starters, Marquise Pouncey, uh, Villanueva, Matt Filer, and David DeCastro, but they did add Trey Turner. They also drafted uh, center slash guard Kendrick Green, third round. And then they also drafted uh, offensive tackle Dan Moore in the fourth round. And they, re they brought back Zach Banner. This is going to be a completely different offensive line than what we saw last year from this team. You know, Okafor is going to be starting at left tackle. He was a 2018 third-round pick. But he, I will say that in the limited opportunity he's got, he's been terrible. Kevin Dotson is back at left guard. Uh, Hassenauer or Kendrick Green is going to be probably at center. Trey Turner likely slots in at right guard, and then right tackle is probably going to be Zach Banner. So this offensive line is a big wild card because we have no idea what this offensive line is going to look like this year. So that is a slight concern. However, if you look at this team, and I know you talked about with uh, you know the the targets, and I don't, but I don't think it's going to be that large of a target discrepancy between the two of them. You know, if you look at the Steelers' running backs last year, they amassed 373 total carries, 1,300 rushing yards, 10 touchdowns, 80 targets for 376 receiving yards. And if you look in in Mike Tomlin's career as a head coach, he wants that workhorse running back. That is what he looks for every year. And you can go back through time with him. Le'Veon Bell averaged 25, almost 26 carries per game. D'Angelo Williams averaged 23 touches per game. James Conner averaged 21 touches per game. Jalen Samuels averaged 18 touches per game when he, in the starts he got. Hell, even Steven Ridley had 17 touches per game. 
they just absolutely feed their running backs whenever uh, wh- whoever that guy is, right? And that's Najee Harris. That was their main goal this offseason was to go out and get a running back. I often argue and we often talk about that drafting running back in the first round is suboptimal, and I, I totally agree. But here we are. The, the Steelers drafted Najee Harris, and he is the total package. He's not just a, a bruiser. He's not just an early down back. He is a tremendous pass catcher out of the backfield. They can use him all over the field. He is likely going to see 80 to 85% of the touches out of this backfield, right? There's just nobody else there that's really going to challenge him. I mean, Benny fucking Snell and my guy, Anthony McFarland, who's probably never going to take off, uh, but still love Anthony McFarland for the brand. But Najee Harris is just going to see such a ridiculous workload. Like 300 touches is definitely in the range of possibility here with this, with this, with him, right? And I don't even think that's hot. I think you probably come in somewhere around 250 carries, but I also think 70 to 80 targets is well in the range of possibilities for him. So this isn't a guy like Nick Chubb who's only going to get 20, you know, maybe 30 or 40 targets, right? This is not that. And so he is going to get a ton of work, you know, as a pass catcher. Now I get that there's three other wide receivers there. There's Juju, there's Deontay, and there's Chase Claypool. And I get that, right? But I still think there is definitely a role here for him. I think James Conner last year in 13 games had 40 or 50 targets himself. As we talked about as a group, where, where this team comes in, was 80 targets last year, right, for, for the running backs. Now, I, I, now, in the second half of the Steelers, uh, run absolutely anemic. And so the, the Steelers offense collapsed. And now hopefully this year, maybe they can bounce back and they can, they can be more of a balanced offense. Now they have their workhorse running back uh, to lean on. But the thing with Najee is it, just the opportunities there. And his goal line is 100%. That is why I love Najee Harris. I don't hate Austin Eckler at all. And I'll talk a minute about the things that I am. Some things that I think there are some red flags. For Austin Eckler, but we'll talk about that in a second. Your turn to tell me what what, what are your thoughts on Austin Eckler? Yes, sir. For me, uh, I want the PPR upside. Uh, if if we're if we're talking just overall touches, it's a thousand percent Najee Harris. Najee Harris has he could end up as a rookie being top two, top three in overall running back touches. Like he's gonna get. He could have 300 carries alone and then tack on, you know, another like 40-ish catches, something like that. There is a legitimate point to be made with Najee that the offensive line that he had at Bama is better than the one that he has in the pro. So we haven't seen him run behind what might be a dreadful, woeful offensive line. The Chargers, we don't have to worry about that. The aforementioned Matt Filer has come over to the Chargers. They drafted Rashawn Slater, brought in Corey Lindsley. They have Brian Beluga. So this off- offensive line is completely set. Now we have the ascending Justin Herbert. Even if he takes a uh, a step back, if he has a slight sophomore slump, that's I don't think it's going to affect Austin Eckler because he's still going to be that dump-off guy, the screen guy. Uh, he is the way that Najee is locked in for, you know, let's say 275-plus carries. Austin Eckler is locked in for a hundred targets. And, you know, there, there are only what three running backs that we can say that about with that target upside, you know, McCaffrey, Kamara and Eckler. Um, And we, you know, we know that targets are worth twice as much as a carry. He's not going to be the goal line back that Najee Harris is going to be. You know, you, you were rattling off a bunch of Najee's production in, in college, which is, you know, all well and good. He, he's a stud. I, I'm not going to say anything, you know, negative about Najee, the player. But we have the 
NFL production with Eckler. 2019, he was RB4 in PPR scoring from weeks 1 to 16, RB5 and a half PPR, RB8 in standard as well. So even if you take away all those catches, he was still a top 10 back. Last year in the games that he was fully healthy, so there were nine games that he started and finished, and he missed a, a handful of games in there due to injury. But in the nine games that he started and finished, if we extrapolate that out over a 16-game season, which you know, which isn't the always the most useful thing to do, but nine games is a big enough sample size. He was on pace for, I think it was over 1,600 total yards, I think 113 targets, and he was cracking like that 200 rush thing. He's not going to get, and he's not going to sniff the amount of carries that Najee's going to get. But I also, I think your 80 target, you know, th ceiling for Najee is also off as well because we have to remember there's a reason why they went out and got Najee in the first because they don't want Ben dropping back 700 times the way that he the way that he was last year. So for me, I, I just think that Eckler has the higher upside. I do think that even with Najee getting all of this volume, we could be looking at something more more along the lines of like a David Montgomery rookie year versus a Saquon Barkley rookie year where he's just running behind this awful offensive line, struggling to get four yards per carry. You know, he's, he's going to, he's going to be involved in the passing game that like, I, I'm not, it's not going to be a Nick Chubb thing. Like you said, like he's going to get more, he's, it wouldn't surprise me if he ends up tripling the targets that someone like Nick Chubb gets. But I also think, cause you're not alone in you know, talking about a, a high target ceiling like that either. Like that's not, I don't think that's necessarily a, a hot take or something that other people aren't talking about. But I just feel like with those three wide receivers, with the tight ends, that Najee is going to probably be more, for, for me anyway, I think he's probably going to top out around like that 60-ish targets. And the amount of catches that Austin Eckler is going to have, you're talking about Najee having to have, 12 touchdowns just to equal the amount of PPR points that Eckler is going to get just in catches alone, not even counting, you know, with his yards and his touchdowns and everything else. So 2019, I think he had 11 or 12 total touchdowns. Last year, he was on pace for five total touchdowns. But with, with those numbers being extrapolated that I was talking about, still put him at RB4, RB5 range. So we, we've seen him do it with a higher touchdown total see him do it with a little bit of a lower one as well. So I, I feel that the upside is more on Eckler's side. And that would be that would be the case against Eckler, is that I just don't think he has any sort of ceiling in terms of touchdowns. Like the 11 that he had in 2019 is the most he's ever had in his career. He, he fell back to earth point three last year in 10 games. He's just, he's, and it's, it's even more so than that. If you look at his, his red zone opportunities, he only touched the ball 27 times in the red zone last year, which is 31st among all running backs, only one goal line carry. He's not going to get the ball down on the goal line. I think you can all see Herbert take some of that away as well. And so his touchdown ceiling is always going to be very capped. And so that's the problem. Like he has to run like extremely, extremely hot to be able to even break double digit touchdown. I, I just don't think there's going to be a, a big enough gap. Like, again, we're not talking about Nick. Like, again, we're not talking about Nick Chubb where he's only going to have 20 or 30, you know, 
receptions next uh, next year. I honestly, I don't think there's any reason to believe that he's going to have sub 50, 50 receptions uh, next year. I just don't, I just don't think there's any reason to believe that he won't. I think you'll see them utilize him all over the field. I think that he is a, like I said, a more than capable pass catcher. And I would be shocked. If you look at how Le'Veon Bell was utilized. What you know, I think this is what he's looking, dropping him into that bucket of the Le'Veon Bell type upside here, where he's going to get 26 touches a game. I think you probably look at 18, 20 carries and he gets probably five to seven targets a game. I, I think that's right there where he's going to come in at. It's a little less than Austin Eckler, and but he has in spades and touchdown upside over Austin Eckler because Najee Harris is going to be the goal linebacker, and we don't have to worry about, about Big Ben running it in on the goal line. But Austin Eckler is just not going to have that opportunity because he, they don't utilize him inside the red zone at all. They, they bring in – you know, whether it's going to be Larry Roundtree, whether it's going to be Justin Jackson, whether it's going to be Joshua Kelly, like those are going to be the guys who are going to get those opportunities. So he's going to come off the field in those instances. So he has to be able to break a long touchdown and be able to get that opportunity. And so I think he is capped. I think you're looking at five to eight touchdowns for Austin Eckler, which is fine because he makes up for some of that in the pass catching work, but his ceiling is capped. He does not have, again, I talk about this. He does not have that legendary upside. And that's really what you should be looking for in these guys. If you can't, and if he only gets you, let's say, 18 fantasy points per game, good season, right? But he's going in the first round, right? Like, I mean, he's going now in the first round of all these guys. So it's starting to get, like, I like Austin Eckler, but you have to ask yourself, with him having such a limited touchdown upside, it, he has to run extremely efficient, which he has in his career. And this is going to be a good offense, no doubt. But this is also a new regime. It's a new, it's a, it's you know, a new coaching staff coming in for sure. And so that should be mentioned. And so maybe they, he, he gets a little bit more opportunity on the goal line, but I can't imagine as much. We're not talking about it. I mean, he's five foot nine, 199 pounds, not necessarily a guy you're going to be looking for just lining it up and, and punching it on the goal line. Right. Do you have other guys to do that? And so that is my only concern with Austin Eckler is that I think he has a low touchdown upside and where I think Najee has that well over him and i also think that he's not incredibly far off from him in the passing game either so that's why i love Najee harris and there's a case to be made that he should be going higher than what he is but because he's a rookie we're not going to put him that high for me also i think there's a lot more that can go wrong for Najee than it can with with eckler like that offensive line is already super thin if any of those guys get it gets injured and these aren't even guys that are good then if they get injured, like it's gonna put them in a worse hole. If we if Ben gets injured, that's gonna like Mason Rudolph isn't scaring anybody downfield. Dwayne like, Haskins, maybe. baby. Dwayne Haskins, baby. Maybe. All right. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. But I, I think that there's just more that can go wrong with Najee. Like so like Eckler has more outs. If if Herbert goes down. He's still going to get peppered with targets. So, like I said earlier, that that's. I mean, I, I don't want to sit here and make this a, a twenty-five minute video and keep rehashing a, a lot of uh, a lot of the thoughts that we've already put out here on film. So, as always, we appreciate all the subs that we've been getting. We are on the road to fifteen hundred subs. If you'd like to be a part of the TFA fam, if you'd like to help us out, if you enjoyed this at all, please smash that subscribe button, hit us with a like. More importantly, drop a comment. Let us know who you are drafting. Any questions you have, anything like that, go ahead and drop them in here as well. Or you could always join the Discord completely free. Jump in, ask your questions, kick it with us, chop it up. We're talking fantasy all the time. So until the next one, we'll talk to you all soon.
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.